0: So, mates, uh, welcome to the discussion this Thursday. It includes do rag wearing governors, trying to have them banned in his own state, and the new venture. Barack Obama is starting to help with uh, young politicians. want to welcome you to Hills Black Report. I'm Courtney Hicks.
1: And I'm Nicole Lai-Corte, plus the racist greeting cards given to students in California and what Wilberforce University is bringing back 80 years later. They're the stories that are impacting our people. Our news, our views,
0: and our voice. So let's get into our top conversation of the day. Democratic Representatives Hakeem Jeffries and Benny Thompson were among the lawmakers who questioned Republicans over the release of the footage from the January 6th insurrection. Now, other lawmakers question how long the footage is going to be dragged out in the press with folks like us, Nick uh, with some lawmakers concerned about the optics of appearing to try to downplay a deadly insurrection in the U.S. Capitol. Here's what Minority Leader Jeffries had to say.
1: House Democrats have been pretty clear that
2: providing security footage uh, in a manner that would jeopardize Protocols, the safety, the well-being of everyone who serves
1: in this capital, including staff, as well as the Capitol Police and visitors uh, who come from all throughout the country to experience the Citadel of our democracy, is an irresponsible thing. It absolutely is, and and you know, know, I was there on the day of the insurrection, uh, and you know. We also can't forget that it's traumatizing for mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. you know, seeing see that. this footage released uh, all over again. Uh, and you know, when you have folks like Benny Thompson who chaired the January 6th Commission, uh, when you have uh, you know folks, even some Republicans saying, uh, "Should we release all the footage?" Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, you don't want to compromise the security of uh, members of Congress and of the staff. And you know, if we aren't um, Careful about how we release it, uh, then that could very well happen.
0: But it could also show some more truths. You know, there's been like a lot of cover-ups, a lot of denials by the other side. This isn't really what it was, and so maybe uh, seeing an a more intimate, in-depth look at it, despite how disturbing it may be, might be best. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look at body cam videos and witness account videos. Look at the, you know what they have, you know, brought up and the issues they brought up and the conversations that they've they've brought up. So why not let us see? This video, more of
1: it. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, speaking of more of it, former President Barack Obama is launching a new program to encourage politicians to work together. The effort is part of a nonprofit created by the former president and his wife to encourage civic participation. The goal is to have political adversaries join forces on important projects. The Change Collective will first be offered to candidates in Chicago, Detroit, and Jackson, Mississippi during the first year of the program. The initiative will be part of Civic Nation, a nonprofit created by Obama administration alumni to work on topics such as voting rights and sexual assault prevention.
0: It's just so nice to see him still so very active, you know, after you know not being in the White House for for, for some time. And and whether you agree or disagree with what his predecessor, you know, President Biden is doing, you know, I think it's safe to say that folks miss Barack. They missed their president. There's a lot But I'm so glad he's still around. He's yeah. still on the pulse of the people, in particular young people, and so is a, a forever uh, first lady. And so, you know, you have some presidents, they, they kind of go away and, and disappear. Um, but these two, um, Barack Obama and, and the wife, uh, are still very much out there on the front lines, in the forefront of advancing, um, you know, us. And, yeah. and the culture, and that's just so good to see. I just, I just miss them.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot to miss. But you know, I, I also really enjoy the fact that they're focusing in on these black cities, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. you know could use you know some support uh, uh, from the former president. Yeah. You know, focusing in on Detroit, focusing in on Chicago, where you know we've just seen sort of a you know a a, a political you know upheaval mm-hmm. uh, with the uh, epic loss of Lori Lightfoot in the mayor's race there, mm-hmm. uh, and then Jackson, Mississippi. How often have we reported on what's happening and not happening in Jackson, Mississippi? So the fact that the former president is spending his time, his talent, and his political capital investing in leaders of the future on the ground uh, in these cities that have so much unrealized potential, uh, that, that that's a reminder of, of what we uh, fell in love with, with when we elected uh, Barack Obama and, president.
0: And doing it, looking so fly and fabulous. I love it. All right, the state of Tennessee is set to ban certain drag performances performances. And as the governor is set to sign on the bill, there's a throwback <laughs> of him making rounds online. Let me tell you. Surprise, surprise. Social media has plenty of receipts. Look at here. Uh, as this bill makes its way uh, to Republican Governor Bill Lee's desk for final approval, an image from when he was in college is making headlines showing the mayor in what appears to be a wig, dress and pearls. Now, I love pearls, which is considered Considered by most drag. Now, first time violators, uh, if this bill passes, may be charged with a Class A misdemeanor punishable by up to um, a year uh, in jail and then fines of up to $2,500. Now, any subsequent offenses would be a Class E felony. That carries a sentence of one to six years in prison. Is this the pot calling the kettle black? The, let me tell you something. You have to be very careful how you move in this world with social media. Media in mind nowadays it looks like he comes from a generation you know that didn't have that and maybe he he didn't remember that he that it's out there and there are receipts
1: and it looks like he comes from a, a generation of some old tired wigs I mean that wig was not it uh, mr. <laughs> governor and maybe that's what he was so mad about at the press conference when the reporters sort of called him out on it but look you know drag is an art form mm-hmm. uh, and I think we should be really careful about you know, governors signing laws, uh, uh, signing bills into law, you know, that limit artistic impression, e- expression, that limit free speech, right? Um, you know, drag has and always will be uh, a, an art form. I was just in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Uh, And I visited Miranda's, uh, which is uh, a few doors down from the historic Paramount Theater in Oakland. Uh, And there happened to be sort of, you know, a drag show that was happening on the sidewalk. And I couldn't help but wonder, you know, if the same show took place in Tennessee, you know, would these folks really be subjected to that kind of fine? You know, I mean, is there really harm being done if, you know, there happens to be a kid in a car that drives by a drag performance that's happening outside? And so if this can happen happen in Tennessee. It can happen anywhere across the country, and we shouldn't allow for it.
0: It's a good time, and I agree with you. It is pure artistry, and I enjoy it.
1: Yeah. Well, moving on to Milwaukee, where police arrested a man for potential involvement in the murder of a black transgender woman on Sunday. Officers say he's a 33-year-old man from Menasha. Sunday, firefighters found Keshay Henderson dead of a gunshot wound inside her apartment. She's the third black trans woman killed in Milwaukee over the last nine months and fourth to die under suspicious circumstances. Last night, local LGBTQ organizations remembered her with a candlelight vigil in Milwaukee calling for the violence to stop.
0: At the end of the day for me they are still human beings. I, I really don't care, um, you know, what other people think as to how they should or should not identify with. You know, I respect the fact that somebody may feel a different kind of way in a different kind of body. Uh, aside from that debate, that argument, you know, whatever you want to call it, they're human beings. You, you are taking another human being's life. And then for that to be predicated, we're, we're assuming predicated on their choice or what they feel, it's, it's, it's beyond heartbreaking. It's just a total violation of humanity.
1: And it, it, you know, it, it breaks your heart. It breaks your heart. It does, it does. And for everybody out there that's rooting for everybody black, that includes this black trans life right here. Mm. Uh, and, and that's part of what breaks my heart mm-hmm. is, you know, we can't talk about trans issues as if they're fringe issues, as if mm-hmm. those people over there, mm-hmm. right? Trans mm-hmm. folks are a part of our families. They're mm-hmm. a part of our communities. And to your point, they deserve to have dignity.
0: It's a life outside of trans, gay, whatever. It is a life. Yeah. And you don't have a right to take it.
1: And they didn't they didn't just take her life. They shot her in the head. Mm-hmm. And they attempted to burn her apartment down. Uh, you know, and we saw similar things. There was a case we reported on in, in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. You know, where there was a was black gay man. Train you know, that was shot uh, and thrown on the train tracks. Right. And so, and we can't also act like this is disconnected mm-hmm. from the anti-LGBTQ legislation, the anti-LGBTQ rhetoric, and anti-black. Mm -hmm. Uh, legislation and rhetoric that's out there. It has, it makes a material difference in terms of the life and safety of folks in our community. And so, you know, we can't turn a blind eye to this. Yeah.
0: Black lives have to matter to ourselves
1: first. That's right.
0: All right. Parents at a Southern California elementary school are outraged, saying their kids received a racist or racist cards, rather, from other students. Parents say the cards were given to several black students by a group of sixth graders calling them racist names. The cards also told the Students, the group would be nice to them for Black History Month. This happened at Pepper Tree Elementary in Upland. That's a city in San Bernardino County. School uh, district officials say the students who wrote the cards will be disciplined. Adding that they have zero tolerance for this behavior.
1: LEGAL ACTION HAS BEEN TAKEN AGAINST A CALIFORNIA SCHOOL DISTRICT OVER RACIST CARDS AND BULLYING, ALLEGEDLY MADE BY STUDENTS AT AN ELEMENTARY SCHOOL. JOINING US NOW IS Cochrane FIRM ATTORNEY JAMES BRYAN, WHO IS REPRESENTING THE FAMILIES, AND ONE OF THE SIXTH GRADE STUDENTS, CHLOE JENKINS. THANK YOU BOTH FOR JOINING US TODAY.
2: THANK YOU SO MUCH FOR HAVING US HERE.
1: SO, ATTORNEY BRYAN, I WANT TO START WITH YOU. CAN YOU TELL US WHAT ACTUALLY HAPPENED AND WHAT LEGAL ACTION HAS BEEN TAKEN?
2: Sure, there's actually a multitude of things that occurred. Uh, This didn't just happen during Black History Month this year. The continuous racist acts by students at Pepperdry Elementary against black students has been happening for quite some time. Um, Many parents uh, starting as early as last year uh, when in-person learning returned, had complained to the school about their students being called the N-word, monkey, continuous monkey calls of cotton pickers, and the school was put on notice and despite the fact that the school was put on notice they didn't take any action to continue to prevent and provide a safe space um, for these children um, fast forward as it continue, the kids continue to deal with that through the beginning of this year into black history month uh, certain students had decided to provide cards um, to these various students on campus. Um, one being Chloe, who is here today. She received a card which called her, the favorite, her their, their favorite cotton picker. Um, there was also a card that depicted one of the other children with a noose hanging from a tree. Um, there was also the Golden Inward Pass that was being passed around school, which gave special protections or rights to the black students that agreed to sign this. So the legal action that's going to be taken is that in California, public schools are required to provide a safe space and to prevent harassment based upon race, um, ethnicity, uh, gender at their schools. It is a requirement. And once they are placed on notice, they must take action because the, uh, the, the California has recognized that that type of torment is absolutely detrimental to the, to the, to the welfare of children.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I was I was bullied in the third grade, called the N-word, uh, and that had a, uh, a severe effect on me. Chloe, can you tell us about what happened to you, and, and tell us, you know, what did you tell your parents after it happened?
0: On the first of February 1st, um, the girl said that she made me a card for Black History Month, and I was thinking it was going to be like a good card, a nice card. And the next day she gave it to me saying that I'm her favorite cotton picker. And it made me feel like I was less than others and that I couldn't, I wasn't like safe to go to school. Cause after that, their, her mom and some other parents were saying that I was setting their child up for failure.
1: And they're saying they're gonna fight my mom. I don't know why but then when I got the card, I showed my mom and it was, I didn't even know how to feel. It
0: was sad.
1: Mm. So sorry that happened to you, Chloe. Uh, Attorney Bryant, um, has the school responded? And and, uh, if not, what's your message to the parents of black and biracial kids at this elementary school?
2: yes so th- we've just submitted the government claim before you can actually file a lawsuit uh, you have to submit what is called a government claim in california so we've submitted government claims and we expect to hear back from the school district fairly soon um, and we also look forward to, to having talks immediately with them as you know chloe is not in school right now and some of the other families have decided not to bring their children to school until it's safe um, Here's here's my message You know, like you, I was also called the N-words multiple times in my life. And that is a word and that's a pain that I I don't think unless you experience it, it never goes away, right? Unless you really understand what that feels like, it, it never heals. And so what I'd say to the parents, be strong, band together, we will get resolution. You don't have to leave the school because there are racist people there. The school needs to ensure that there is a safe space for your children. Um, You know, they've tried to, in the past, ban black children from attending school, um, you know, with white children, as we saw back in the uh, 50s and 60s. And had every family decided not to be strong and move forward and try to give their children the best education, you know, where would we be? So they will ultimately get the protections. Um, I think that the school district has now taken this matter seriously, and there will be a resolution to provide a safe space for not only students at Pepper Tree, but this is apparently something that's a little bit more widespread throughout the San Bernardino County area.
1: Chloe, I want to I want to thank you for summoning the courage to share your story with us today. It really means a lot. Uh, and I want to give you the last word, give you an opportunity. Um, uh, you know, what would you say to the, the bullies um, out there? Uh, that are continuing to make it hard for folks like you to go to school and to learn. What's your message to to those bullies out there?
0: That it's not funny to bully people because you never know what they're going through.
1: Thank you for that. Thank you, Chloe, and thank you to Attorney Bryant for joining us here on Fox Soul's Black Report. Uh, We'll be sure to keep our our eye on this. So much. Thank you.
0: There is... There is so much, so much so much that folks are, are dealing with. Maybe it was it was good the to, to guy see fit that I didn't have kids because I'd have to go up to that school, and open up a can of you know what, and I'd really have to start with those children's parents. I mean, and you know, as an adult, you can't you can't get at those kids like you would want to, uh, because they are children. They are children. You are an adult, but I think you can get at their parents. And I don't condone violence, but you know how we raise up about our kids. I mean, whether it's it's like you know, f- their physical well being, or in this case. Their emotional well being, you will raise up and do everything you have to do to protect your child. And, you know, I think, you know, pulling them out of school was probably just a way to kind of just, you know, bring it down just a little bit so they can go about it, you know, more effectively and get some better results. But let me tell you something. Mm listen, that, 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 that baby is distressed. That baby is stressed out. She is, and, and, and she's, you know, she doesn't have that sort of kind of uh, capacity or that maturity to handle this. And, and that is what would drive me nuts as a parent, mm-hmm. especially if you can't really help, in a sense. Yeah, um, and, I,
1: Listen, and, and,
0: and burn that school down. And, I don't condone that, but that's how, the as far as how I, how I would feel about yeah. it, that school wouldn't exist no more.
1: But, you know, speaking of feelings, to Chloe's point, you know, you never know what what people are going through you never know what kids are going through Mm -hmm. and you know we've reported on these book bans and you know these efforts to to ban and subvert black history among other things right that's taking a toll on our kids heck it's taking a toll on us just Mm -hmm. delivering that uh, to our soulmates and so uh you know we um We've got to do better in terms of, of protecting our kids, and that means protecting the learning environment that they're in. And so, again, big thanks to Chloe and mm-hmm. Attorney Bryant for joining us.
0: Still ahead, there's some major changes coming to Instagram. That's
1: right. We'll tell you what they're doing that has many people comparing it to OnlyFans. Oh, no. Hello. Oh, no. oh, wait a minute now. <laughs> You're watching Fox o Black <laughs> hey. Report. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back soulmates, Oregon is considering a bill that would provide homeless and low-income individuals with $1,000 a month in universal basic income. Okay, so according to reports, the Oregon legislature is considering a bill
0: to establish a housing assistance fund demonstration program. That's what they're calling it. Now, it aims to provide 12 monthly payments of $1,000 to those experiencing homelessness, at-risk homelessness, or are severely rent burdened, or earn at or below 60% of the area media income recipients. Get to decide how to use the money. Some soulmates
1: on their way, on their way to move to Oregon. Yeah, I mean, but and part of the issue is, you know. They get to use the money how they see fit, yeah. right? And so, you know, these are unrestricted dollars, uh, which, you know, this doesn't happen very often. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. you know, you have governments investing in programs, and they're saying, well, you know, we're going to give the money directly to the people and let them decide how they're going to use it. Now, advocates say that these folks are mostly going to use the money for, you know, for rent and utilities, right? Uh, but there are other folks that say, nah, mm. they're going to use it for alcohol and for drugs and among other things. Bundle? <laughs> maybe <Lashes>. e- maybe <laughs> even a few bundles. Well, know, I don't know. Lashes. Maybe not in Oregon, but <laughs> yeah, you know, gonna go, go get a better wig than than the than the governor of uh, of Tennessee. Uh-oh. Uh, but uh, um, I don't know. I mean, I, the power to the people. You know. I- I, let's let's trust the people to decide for themselves. I'm I'm never going
0: to turn down some money. That's a thousand more than I got now. So I'm never going to turn that down. I hear uh, you know the opponent saying but you know what if they use it for other things and you know that might damage you know society or what have you the drugs the this and that. But listen, I just appreciate the help. It's to me it's thoughtful. Now mm-hmm. what these folks decide to do with their money I got to say that's on them. I would never turn it down, whether it's whether it went towards my rent or whether I needed to go get my nails done.
1: But, you know, people have been saying this for years, about mm. folks on welfare, for example, mm-hmm. and accusing people of misusing food stamps mm-hmm. and and WIC and 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 so forth. And so, you know, at some point, I think you just got to trust people to to do the right thing. And if they don't, you know, well, then they might lose that benefit. But this this program has worked pretty well in Stockton, California, and, and in other parts of the country. And so, we'll see what happens.
0: We shall. All right. TikTok has been under intense scrutiny for its potential to share user information with the Chinese government and its mental health impacts on uh, young Americans. So this week, TikTok uh, rolled out new default time limits for users under 18, allowing 60 minutes of screen time per day before being prompted to get offline, but it does not stop them from continuing to watch. Now, the new feature will automatically set all accounts belonging to a a minor to a daily 60-minute screen time limit, and they will have to enter a passcode to stay on the app. Psychologists are calling it a terrific move to make sure kids are not being driven by algorithms or uh, machine learning to spend more time than they want online.
1: Let me tell you, that TikTok and that Instagram, you know, can really reel you in, right? You go from looking at one video to an hour and a half later, <laughs> you don't know, look at every every Whitney Houston performance <laughs> <laughs> in life, you know, and you've gone, you know, from from one thing to the next. I think this is a good thing. I mean, you know, you know good things in moderation. And remember, they're kids, and so they have to develop healthy habits. And so, you know, cheers to TikTok, you know, mm-hmm. for doing the thing that a lot of social media platforms you know have been either unwilling or really slow in doing which is you know creating a mechanism that at least brings kids into awareness mm-hmm. brings parents parents into awareness of how much time they're spending mm-hmm. on tiktok
0: my dear sweet ni corte it ain't gonna work kids they are slick they will get around all of these passcodes, these time limits. I mean, who who's even monitoring if they're telling the truth as they create the TikTok account? It's if the they're honor telling the system. truth, if they, what? It's the honor you, system. You think that these young people on TikTok, as 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 much as TikTok has started to define our lives, okay, and and trends and passing of information, do you think? that these kids are gonna honor and honor system and say, I'm under 18, and subject themselves to being cut off. M- For some kids, that's their lifeline. Ma-
1: but maybe they and will, maybe, gonna, maybe hey, they will, hey. maybe they won't, right? Because let me just say you this, try, you, there TikTok. are other websites, there are other websites, you know, where it's assumed when you enter the website that you're at least 18 years old. Assumed.
0: Listen here, TikTok, it ain't gonna work.
1: I don't know. Mm-mm. I don't know. I mean, I, I think you're wrong about this, but we'll see. Meanwhile, Instagram is expanding its Reels monetization program by rolling out Instagram gifts. Now, get this. The concept, which was tested in November, is now a permanently implemented feature that will be available within Reels. Users should soon begin to see an option that says send gift when they click on a follower's Reel. From there, users can select the number of stars they want to give to their favorite creator. Afterward, they may add a monetary balance to the stars, which will go directly to the creator. Instagram announced payouts uh, are just one cent per star, so <laughs> if you get 300 stars, guess what, y'all? You, you can expect to get bucks. just three bucks.
0: <laughs> I'm so confused. like you know, who wouldn't want to, you know, get paid for their creativity and, yeah. and what you deposit into into this universe. But I was so, you know, it's just the labels that come up or the perception or the mis- misconception. Because uh-huh. like, I wanted to do an OnlyFans account, but that was back when OnlyFans was- Breaking news! No, no, no. That Did was Did y'all hear this? <laughs> that was back when OnlyFans was like, if I could gather like my mentees or I could have a session uh-huh. on how to break into, you know, TV and news and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, OnlyFans became OnlyFans. I was like, oh, I can't have an OnlyFans account. Even though they make a lot of money, <laughs> but really, it's like i, I get maybe it's because I'm a generation away from yeah. it. But I get so confused because I thought OnlyFans was like you can subscribe and get good nuggets and information that I could get, you maybe sure pertaining can get to, good nuggets to information, maybe pertaining <laughs> to your career or just you know, well, I'm into well-being and and.
1: But some people might call that well-being.
0: Well. <laughs> we all know what OnlyFans so is you, I You couldn't pay me to have OnlyFans account at this. Well, maybe. Because <laughs> <laughs> they make a lot. <laughs> all right, speaking of money, <laughs> life at Sea Cruises. Check these folks out. <laughs> they're offering a three-year voyage at sea for $30,000 per year. You do the math. It's going to take you all over the world. It begins November and it's going to kick off in Istanbul. That's my problem right there. <laughs> <laughs> then they're going to go pick up your, your friends from Barcelona and your Miami. Friend. Yes. <laughs> and over the three-year journey, you're going to visit 375 ports in 135 countries, Mexico, South Korea, and Australia, amongst others, uh, the Gemini. That's the name of this ship you're looking at here. Will spend two days uh, and uh, two to three days docked at most destinations with 288 overnight stays. One week will be spent in Shanghai and another week in Singapore. If the ship needs to be repaired at any point, passengers will be placed in hotels at no cost to them. They may not charge if the ship gets broke and go stay in a hotel. Can you imagine that? <laughs> no, I cannot.
1: You no, know, I mean, listen. I think this is. Great, you know, for people crazy? for people that work from home, can you imagine, you know, being no, able can't. to take the vacation of all vacations and men, and visit so Mm-mm. many places that I'm sure Mm-mm. so many of us have on our short list Mm-mm. to be able to do that, you know, um, at a pretty bargain price I mean ninety
0: thousand dollars 30000
1: dollars a year so if you just years. if you if you decided to like not get your to, to move out of your apartment or move out of your house right if you're just sort of in transition and you want to just kind of go out there and live
0: listen with all of the craziness that happens on a boat I'm not about to be on a boat. For three years, I don't care how, where they dock, and how long they dock. First of all, I'm not a cruise person, but and I just couldn't imagine living three years of my life mostly. I, and I love the water, I love exploring and traveling. You but just don't not, love it that not much. Not on no boat, no.
1: <laughs> That's too much water. It's
0: too much, togetherness, uh-huh. closeness. Uh-huh. You can't go nowhere.
1: But on the boat. But, but, but when you pull into the ports, you have two to three-day excursions and, no. and some of the most uh, desired places to visit across the no. country and around the world? No. No? No. That's a hard no. That's a hard yes for me. <laughs> well, y'all decide what works for you. Up next, a Fox Hole's Black Report, a long-awaited event takes place at Wilberforce University that has people talking. Yeah, this is exciting. Find out what this means for the
0: historically black university and the young men who are being formed for future careers. That's all straight ahead on Fox Soul's Black Report.
1: No careers on OnlyFans. President Biden is set to travel to Alabama on Sunday to mark the 50th anniversary of the tragic event during the civil rights movement.
0: Yeah, the president is set to speak in Selma for the annual remembrance of Bloody Sunday. That was the day in 1965 when white officers, police officers, that is, beat black civil rights marchers as they attempted to cross the Edmund Pettus Bridge. The event comes as black Americans are still, fast forward here, we are still fighting voter suppression as Congress has yet to pass the John Lewis Voting Rights Act.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've ever had a chance to go down to the Selma Jubilee and participate in this. Um, I went the last year that uh, uh, Representative John Lewis went, Mm -hmm. uh, and it was uh, incredible. I think a lot of people knew that this was probably going to be his last one Mm. because he was still sick. Uh, But, you know, uh, I definitely advise anybody who has an opportunity to to check that out. I mean, especially at a time where we see our history, Mm -hmm. the history of these marchers, the history that they have, that they've that they've left behind uh, and the work that still uh, is yet undone right? right and so this is a great reminder of what the work is and what the work has been about. And
0: as a community, as a culture, as we descend upon Selma for this remembrance, um, we have to remember that Selma is rebuilding after Mm -hmm. a devastating tornado. So let's also deposit something uh, in that city to help them rebuild. All right, as we enter into the second day of Women's History Month, Philadelphia State Representative Joanna McClinton has made history by becoming the first woman to serve as Speaker of the Pennsylvania House. McClinton, who is just 40, Uh, has been a state lawmaker since 2015. She's a Southwest Philly girl who worked as a public defender and a state uh, Senate attorney. She had been the Democratic floor leader since 2020 and was the first woman to hold that position. I, Joanna Elizabeth McClinton, do solemnly swear, do solemnly swear that I will support obey and defend, that I will support, obey and defend the Constitution of the United States, the Constitution of the United States. Continue my clap here. Like, I mean, and, and she's a home girl. Right. You know what I'm saying? She's a Philly girl. Somebody real up in there. She a who girl. gets it because she's been where you are. Or maybe still is. You can, you, you can identify. You can connect, and that's what we also mean by representation: yeah. people who can connect.
1: Yeah, and what's, it's, it's also a good reminder that representation is not consciousness, right? And so, mm. and so, and so, she brings to your your point a consciousness, a lived experience. You remember when uh, Justice Ketanji Brown Jackson, um, you know, was up for. Uh, her her uh, uh, c- confirmation hearings, and when everybody learned that she had a background as a public defender, and we recognize, wow, there are a lot of people uh, that have served on the Supreme Court. Very few who have been public defenders. Mm-hmm. Well, the same is the case when it comes to speakers of state houses across the country. And so, uh, our hope is that she'll make a big difference, pulling from that experience yeah. as a public defender. I'm excited
0: for this new journey for her.
1: Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, In HBCU News, Wilberforce University has brought back its baseball program for the first time after 80 years. Major League Baseball franchise the Reds help with the financials of building the team as well as providing resources. Now the team will be led by head coach Roosevelt Barnes, who was also instrumental with bringing the team back. Barnes and the Reds are also focused on creating opportunities for the players after their baseball career. Come on, Wilbur Forest. you gotta love it, and, yeah. and
0: especially because the emphasis is always on football and basketball mm-hmm. and we blacks. And, and when you were out yesterday, we we're talking about this a little bit with with Lee um, Lee Thomas. There's a such a rich history in, in baseball when it comes to black people. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of rich history in a lot of sports that unfortunately we that. The history has been tr- erased or 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 deeply hidden that we kind of have to unearth and discover. But this is amazing, and I'm glad because you know we need as, as many lanes as possible to get to where we want to go. And I just want young people to know, athletes to know that there's just more out there than than than, than basketball and football. Baseball is an amazing sport, and the money
1: is long like NBA money. Mm-hmm. You know. And when we teach Black history, guess what we guess what we uncover. Hmm we uncover stories like this. Absolutely. 80 years in the making.
0: Let's shift to a little black history for today. In 1867, Howard University, the Mecca, was established. Also founded or chartered in 1867 were Talladega uh, College, Morgan State University, Johnson C. Smith College, and St. Augustine's College. And on this day in 1955, you see her here, Claudette uh, Colvin refused to give up her seat to a white woman. Colvin was motivated by what she had been learning in school about African-American history and the U.S. Constitution. Also celebrating a birthday today is former New Orleans Saints running back and 2005 Heisman Trophy winner Reggie Bush. He's turning 38. He is ranked number 24 on ESPN's top 25 players in college football history.
1: Go Trojans.
0: Oh, that's right. Right? That is your your jam. I was actually
1: in school with Reggie Bush. Were
0: you? Mm -hmm. When he was dating Kim?
1: Maybe. Still ahead, Chris Rock is taking the controversy to the comedy
0: stage. Yeah, we'll tell you about his upcoming special where he's expected to break his silence on the slap, the Oscar slap.
1: we still talking about this slap. We're going to be
0: talking about that for a while. You're watching Fox Soul's Black Report. It ain't going nowhere. Not that slap. Oh, no. Yeah.
1: Welcome back to Foxhole's Black Report. Now, Chris Rock, he's back with a live stand-up special on Netflix on March 4th, where he'll address the Oscars incident Hmm. where Will Smith... Slapped Mm -hmm. him.
0: The news was first Mm -hmm. reported by the Wall Street Journal. So it says, you know, Rock has worked on this material for the show, uh, and he's making light of the situation with Will Smith, joking about the size difference between them. The show titled Chris Rock Selective Outrage will be streamed on, you know it, Netflix, March 4th, 10 p.m. Eastern, that's a week before the 2023 Academy Awards. (laughs) Let me just say,
1: let me just say, this is the setup of all setups. You know, this is Chris Rock having the last laugh. Strategic. Right, I mean, Will Smith has been, you know, on, you know, his his tour to mend Fences and to try and turn the page on this. You You know, Apple put out, you know, the new movie Emancipation, and he went on a tour supporting that you know and just when it looked like will smith might have been turning the corner will smith says hey, I got a story for you, right? I'm ready to talk. Oh, And by Chris the way, Rock. we're going to do a special, because I'm going to get paid uh, for what I have to share. We're going to do a special on Netflix. Oh, and by the way, we're going to drop it right before the Academy Awards. Ooh,
0: you're going to monetize the slap, huh?
1: I'm telling you, I wouldn't be surprised Very clever. If, if Chris Rock came out with like a neo-Sporn deal uh, as well. I, I just wouldn't be surprised because he is <laughs> that strategic.
0: I told you early on, a couple, few shows ago, Chris wasn't ready to kumbaya like nope. you wanted them to. I told you. Yeah. You wasn't listening.
1: I, I still hope that after this special's release, released, though, that, you know, mm. these brothers will, will will come together, break bread, and, and begin to do that healing together. Because, again, I just think the world is watching. The world could learn so much from them mending the, uh, their fences here. Mm-mm. I mean, remember when Oprah and Iyala, you know, came back together and worked out their differences, But right?
0: Iyala didn't slap the stew out of this. <laughs> Oprah didn't s- slap the stew out of Iyala y- 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 yandla either the big difference and i just don't think listen, I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen that was such a deep violation that's like some street like a gp mm-hmm. you don't violate like that i'm sorry i got a little south Side <laughs> chicago right. Sorry, right.
1: Southside is woke Southside is watching <laughs> <laughs> moving on <laughs> a judge has rejected a request for a mistrial in the ysl rico case where defendant jaden merrick is being tried His attorney claimed that uh, sharing discovery material with the media and public violated Merrick's right to an impartial jury. The judge denied the motion but agreed to allow attorneys to question potential jurors about a video that recently surfaced involving a state witness. Now He also plans to investigate how the footage was made public and warned that ATTORNEYS WILL ONLY BE ALLOWED TO REVIEW DISCOVERY INFORMATION IN HIS CHAMBERS IF THAT HAPPENS AGAIN.
0: LISTEN, um, YOU KNOW, VIDEO, LYRICS, THESE RAPPERS ARE GOING TO HAVE TO REALLY STAY CONSCIOUS OF WHAT THEY'RE PUTTING OUT THERE. AND I KNOW IT'S VERY HARD WITH SOCIAL MEDIA NOWADAYS BECAUSE EVERYBODY'S LIFE IS is LIVED OUT LOUD, IF YOU WILL, AND on, ON THAT PLATFORM. BUT IF THERE'S THIS ARGUMENT ABOUT LYRICS BEING USED TO PROSECUTE, YOU'VE GOT VIDEO, YOU JUST HAVE TO BE VERY MINDFUL. and and. You know, if the artist is not going to do it, then the folks around that artist, making that money, eating off that artist, should make sure that the artist stays on the up and up. And I don't think you necessarily have to compromise, you know, I'm a G, I'm a gangster, I'm hard, I came from this. You don't have to necessarily compromise that, but as you make it big, you got to know, you know, there's going to be a new type of yourself required for this next level that you hit, and you can't stay down here in the muck that's going to keep you in court and in jail and
1: broke. Yeah, and part of this reconciling, it's the show business part of it, Mm -hmm. right? There's the show part, the showmanship, and there's the business part. And, you know, sometimes what's good for business isn't too good for you in a court of law. Speaking of court
0: of law, Kodak Black is ordered to rehab after allegedly violating pre-trial release conditions. The rapper's attorney argues a urine sample mix-up may have occurred, but a positive result for fentanyl was detected. Now, Kodak denies refusing a hair sample and is set to check into rehab on March 7th after his Rolling Loud festival performance. So he gets to, okay, a little privilege there maybe. He is currently out on bond after being arrested last July on Drug-related charges, and me and Lee got tickled yesterday because we found out his 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 uh, biological uh-huh, name uh-huh. is Bill.
1: Oh, that's it. That's it? <laughs> yeah, that's his it's name. It's just Bill. It's,
0: it's it's just the first name oh. is
1: Bill. I love it. I mean, the the pee defense to me, <laughs> that's what tickled me, right? I mean, said it was somebody else's pee, did I mean? But but you know, I remember You're being eight, a teenager, me. you know, and you know there were folks that would say, you know. That's not my pee when it came to, mm-hmm. you know, having the test for certain things, right? And mm-hmm. so I was surprised that like, oh, that's your defense. It's mm-hmm. not my pee.
0: Yeah, urine. We have. We need to say urine.
1: Or, or urine. Excuse Politi- me. a little politically correct. Yes. Excuse me. Well, <laughs> uh, well moving <laughs> along. Uh, Yara Shahidi from Groanish will be the first black woman to play Tinkerbell Bell in Disney's live-action mm. remake of Peter Pan. Love now, the movie it, it. titled Peter Pan and Wendy will also feature Alexander Maloney as Peter Pan, uh, Ever Anderson as Wendy, Jude Law as Captain Hook. Hey, Jude. Uh, and indigenous actress Alyssa uh, Wapachnek uh, as Tiger Lily. Now, The Lost Boys will also be updated to be not all boys. Oh. mm-hmm. Director David Lowry says that the film honors both the original J.M. Barry text and Disney's animated adaptation while providing a new perspective. The movie is set to be released on April oh, 28th. Just as cute
0: as a button she looks. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm here all for it. I'm here for the Black Mermaid and for me, when I knew that this would work, you know, when when Disney opened itself up to diversity is when Brandy and, and Whitney mm-hmm. killed Cinderella. Oh, classic. And just all the new nuances and all just the, the, what the black girl magic energy brought to that storyline was fascinating. And, you know, folks ain't s- stupid. The, you know, we are huge consumers mm-hmm. of, of, of this type of entertainment. And when we see ourselves, you're going to make even more money. So keep putting it out there. My only thing is make sure folks are in the market marketing uh, rooms, folks are in the writing rooms, they're there in the editing rooms. So it's a true uh, representation of what we're all about or what we can portray. Um, And and I'll rock with it. That's That's right. That's for
1: sure. That's right. That's right. Not in front of the camera, but also behind the camera. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right.
0: Yeah. Uh, From the stage to the U.S. floor for the House of Representatives, we're talking. Beyonce, your girl. She Mm -hmm. was honored on the floor of the House of Representatives. Rightfully so. As a send off to Black History Month and to mark the beginning of Women's History Month by California Democrat uh, uh, Representative Robert Garcia. Take a look.
3: Speaker, I rise today to commemorate the end of Black History Month and the beginning of Women's History Month by honoring an individual who represents both so well. She's an icon, she's a legend, and she is now and forever the moment. I want to celebrate none other than who I believe is the undisputed queen of pop and R&B, Beyonce Knowles-Carter. Now, a few weeks ago, this brown-skinned girl out of H-Town won her 32nd Grammy, giving her the most Grammy wins of all time. But Beyonce is so much more than a performer and a singer. She's a creator and an artist. When the radio said to speed it up, she went slower. And I'll never forget the time I saw Destiny's Child perform for the very first time. It was life-changing for me and the way I experienced music. I became an instant fan then, and have been a huge fan ever since. Beyonce is also a role model for millions across the country. She stood up for voting rights, for feminism, for women and girls, for my community, the LGBTQ community. And for my generation and so many others, she simply is the greatest of all time. Her story is history. Mrs. Carter, congratulations on your achievements and for winning the most Grammys ever in the history of our country. You are irreplaceable. Thank you, Mr. Speaker, and I yield back my time.
1: That's right, put some respect on it, Mrs. Carter. Mrs. Carter, we love to see it. And uh, let me tell you something. Mm. That's that's Robert Garcia, the former mayor of Long Beach, who was just elected to the U.S. House of Representatives. And uh, I didn't know he was president of the beehive because he was up there oh. <laughs> giving that floor yeah. speech like he was president yeah. of the beehive, he, is beehive. Convinced. he knew all the footnotes we love to see it um and uh I'm, i love the fact that i get to see beyonce mm-hmm. knowles carter mm-hmm. perform on her birthday Ooh. in los angeles september 4th and so listen you found some you, tickets you, i found some tickets and if y'all know like i know and like representative garcia knows you better go and get some tickets because she is really something special
0: did you have to tap into your retirement fund (laughs) i mean help out your folks flying to different countries bootlegging you know, Listen, conspiracies, you, you do what you theories need to, do. to get them with these tickets. You do what you well, need to do. Well, lucky you. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was just so, th- he spoke truth, he was just yeah. talking truth, but I was just so tickled by, <laughs> by, by all of the information and the accuracy. I mean, he's been wrapped up in Beyoncé's black girl magic, and I love it. All right, Representative Garcia. Irreplaceable, we, we you. indeed. That was indeed. Pretty dope. Still ahead on Fox Souls Black Report. It's Black Excellence Time, Nicole Deluxe. That's
1: right. We'll introduce you to the young pilot who's mm. making history in the sky. You're watching Fox Souls Black Report. We'll be right back. <sighs> California's Heartshine pageant system has welcomed women of all ages and celebrating everything that makes them beautiful for over a decade. The various competitions are designed to honor contestants' accomplishments rather than outward mm, appearance. That's
0: different. Now, this year, five of the eight winners crowned were black women, and it all happened before the close of Black History Month, we love that. The competitors are scored based on what they do for their communities instead of their stage presentations. HeartShine is a service-based volunteer pageant more concerned with inner beauty than outer beauty.
1: That's right. HeartShine co-director Dana Mack Barnes proudly noted the diversity of this year's winners and the criteria on which they were judged, Mm -hmm. saying, quote, the mission is always let your heart shine bright. Always give back to the community.
0: I love that. And there seems to be a shift in the pageant world where you see a lot more women of color, black in particular, natural hair, different body types. And so that has been uh, you know good to see. With this particular pageant, I think it's amazing that they focus in on how these women are serving their community versus, you know, talent or how they may look in a gown. I think that's pretty that's pretty groundbreaking.
1: But I think part of what makes it so groundbreaking is the people behind the scenes that are pushing Right. And so to all of the activists out there and the Mm -hmm. advocates out there, you know, the people out there that are saying that that you know, women, you know, are more than just what they look like, mm-hmm. right? Um, that service matters to women and, you know, that uh, being in community matters to women. And, you know, it's just great to see that there are pageants that, uh, that reflect more of that. I know there are, there's, there are folks out there that say, well, uh, you know, pageants, you know, are, you know, anti-feminist, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we can have that debate. Um, you know, on a future show. but uh, as it relates to this story, you know, I just think it's a, it's a positive step forward. And I'm just so glad that that my nieces, um, have an opportunity to, to, to see the pageant world a little bit differently mm-hmm. than we did mm-hmm. as we were coming up.
0: Yeah, it, it takes it from a pageant to like a movement with yeah. that consciousness. I love it. All right, Antoinette Paris Hudson, a 28-year-old African-American pilot, made history as the third black female to become a captain for PSA Airlines.
1: That's right. Since childhood, she has always imagined herself as a pilot as she watched airplanes take off at LAX. It's quite a view. Mm. Mm -hmm. Hudson graduated from Kansas State University in 2016 with a degree in aeronautical aerospace engineering Mm -hmm. and started working in the aviation industry before joining PSA Airlines. She quickly climbed the ranks to become a captain in 2022, making history as only the third black female to be given the rank in the company. Now, she received a job offer from American Airlines, the largest airline in the world, and took to Facebook to celebrate her achievement. How
0: exciting is that? And so, you know, PSA and American Airlines, the PSA is like a subsidiary of American mm-hmm. Airlines, so obviously there have been some eyes on her for a minute mm-hmm. as she continues to uh, ascend. 28 years old, and, that, and, and this is a composure, because, you know, when you're on you. Want, you, you Flying that plane, and you have all them souls that you're responsible for. So she's probably well beyond her 28 years as far as, you know, composure and the maturity. And this is a, just in time for Women's History Month. She is blazing a trail. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And she said she did it without any mentor. She didn't, she didn't, representation. She didn't really have anybody to kind of look up to. So she had to uh, carve her own way, which makes it even more remarkable.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, you know, we fly a lot. Um, and- no. No, no, no! no. It- you fly a lot. <laughs> you are also on airplanes uh, more than the average person. Are you not? N- not. Are you not? Not. Oh my goodness gracious! you just gonna leave me out here yes. hanging out here. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna hang out here because you know better. Okay, well, I do fly a lot, and I oftentimes like to peek my head into mm-hmm. the cockpit mm-hmm. uh, to you know take a look at like who's in there and just kind of get a sense of the energy you, I can, of, I get of, a, of the. You get pilot. a black pilot every right. now and
0: again. You go, yeah.
1: Every now and again. You get a black pilot, right? And rarely, I mean, you know, I have what almost ninety thousand miles mm-hmm. on Delta alone mm-hmm. uh, just since since uh, the fall so of back last to, year. So back to Miss Hudson and and and. and I have rarely seen a black female pilot. This I've is seen, how extraordinary I've seen this maybe
0: is. maybe two, but back to back to a black female pilot, Miss oh. Hudson, 28 years old. Would you trust that she'd have enough experience absolutely. to fly you from absolutely. here to L.A. and to D.C. Absolutely, that's like how you go every Without day. Without a doubt. Really? You would absolutely, have, okay.
1: yeah. <laughs> because you know the training that they go to. I mean, my D.C. best friend is is training to get his pilot's license, and so I'm aware of the rigor that goes into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would have no doubt if. She has made it this far, mm-hmm. um, and, and they have deemed her mm-hmm. um, uh, prepared to be able to uh, fly commercially. I have no I would have no qualms I would sleep I'd probably be asleep on the runway
0: yeah well I mean American Airlines you can liken it to the the, the minor leagues and, and she's being called up to the majors and so if they trust her yeah. I don't see why I wouldn't either
1: yeah now yeah. now in American Airlines they can they can they can work on being on time <laughs> <laughs> they can work on that uh, <laughs> I'm flying uh, Delta for a reason you know what <laughs> right
0: uh listen for uh, the full rundown on today's stories like this and more you can access Fox Souls video on demand on any of our partners you can even access past shows and other black centered content don't forget soulmates you got to download the foxo app it is absolutely free so glad you're back here in this seat next to me don't leave out here no more
1: (laughs) this is this is the the (laughs) best place to be right next to you and with each and every one of you i'm ni cordelai corte and i'm courtney hicks until next time folks stay lifted